Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Nerd Night. Super excited to have you guys here. My name is Jada. I'm the co-host and I am here with my beautiful host, Cole. Say hi, Cole. Hello, hello. And uh, we are not alone today. Mm-mm. You guys are used to just me and Jada, but today we brought in someone close to the two of us. That is my ex-roommate, forever cousin, uh, still kind of roommate. We have the same address. It's weird. Don't ask questions. Jessica! Hello, Jessica. Yes. So as far as Jessica's credentials go, uh, she watches just as much anime as we do, if not more. She Mm -hmm. is old, therefore she is... (laughs) Ouchie. She's older than the both of us and so she has more years of experience with uh nerdiness and anime so on today's episode we are going to be doing a sit down hang out with us kind of podcast where we're just going to be spinning this wheel that i have on my phone here with a bunch of different topics and we're just gonna see where it takes us we're gonna talk about these random topics that we picked from, give our opinions on them, so on and so forth. Yeah, um, it's going to be really fun. We kind of brainstormed a bunch of different topics um, of most of them, and we did not do this on purpose. Of most of them, we do have rather passionate feelings about, so it might get a little loud tonight. I mean, um, and also I did there'll it be on drinks. Purpose. I mean, yeah, he he did. He's just an angry person. I'm an angry homosexual who has been wronged in this world, and I'm here to state my feelings. And and who are we to deny anyone's feelings? Um, with also there will be drinks involved, so that will be fun as well. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well then. We can just get started. So I will spin the wheel. I will announce what the topic is. And then the three of us will kind of decide who wants to take the reins first and give their opinion. Because there are definitely some that lean towards one of us, then the other, and all of that. So let's see what we pick here. (laughs) Jada, we got one of yours. Oh, what is it? Wait, no. Was this mine? (laughs) And we both put it together, so it doesn't matter. Just go for it. So the first topic we rolled is power scaling. Ah, yes. Power scaling. I will give the floor to Jada for this one first to talk about the pros and cons that we see a lot of the time in power scaling. Okay, so... It's, it's different with a bunch of different animes and how you use power scaling will determine whether or not I continue watching the anime. Um, because power scaling, you have, there are two types, I believe. It's the character who you've seen grow and struggle to become this powerful god. And then the character who is outright just destroying the field and then gets stronger for two seconds every episode so one is fun and the other is like can this man get any stronger 
Um, the answer is always yes. <laughs> it's always yes. Like the first thing that pops in my head is Dragon Ball, which I love. Um, don't really love Goku because every other season he's like, hey guys, I'm going to run from this side of the world to the other side and back and then watch me come back a god. And we're like, okay, um, you go for it. And does he do it? Yes. Does he fail? Mm-hmm. I mean, I he's mean, died you... a couple times. Yeah, but like, when has there been a real thing where because dragon ball with death like death is nothing in dragon ball someone dies you're just like oh they'll come back they'll be back and that'll be it so then what happens to him when he's struggling his shirt gets ripped off he gets bigger muscles his hair gets dyed on the spot which i wish i had and then he screams hot it's a lot it's a lot though but mad respect for the anime love it so much but why can he get so strong so fast yeah i think like the issue with the differences in power scaling is like the two that you talked about i see as like obviously like we said goku is the example of power just kind of gets pulled out of the universe or there's some miraculous loophole to something that doesn't make any sense and then all of a sudden he's like i can fuse with the earth and then become a meteorite and kill a god and you're just like i don't understand what's going on like that came out of nowhere it doesn't make Mm -hmm. any sense and then you have the opposite end of the spectrum in characters like naruto who is like a tiny little dweeby kid who can't even make a shadow clone and then goes off for years and years. And I don't think people perceive how much time skips happen in animes. Like we're just like, oh, Naruto's back. You know, it's been like a year, whatever, because that's how long it took for them to release the new season. No, he was gone, what, like five? Close to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, by the time he came back, he left when he was 10. So yeah, he came back and he was like 16. Yeah, so like five or six years. Okay, um, five or six years ago, I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Jessica wasn't, <laughs> but she was barely not a teenager. Yeah, like, I'm 21. <laughs> yeah, I'm 23. So five years ago, I was 18 or 17. And... To think that the whole time from that age to the age I am now, I would just be doing training is ridiculous to think about. Mm-hmm. And so I think looking at it in the perspective of like, imagine you had to do that. Like, imagine you were gone for that amount of time. Your only focus was getting stronger. It gives so much more merit to how strong Naruto becomes. And then mm-hmm. even when you pull the argument of like, well, he has the nine tails. That's like a weird, just like instant power skill for him. He had to work on his bond and relationship with Kurama to yeah. get his power. Cause let me tell you, that bitch was not giving it out. Like it was candy by what is that people called the salvation army. <laughs> no, He was a child of distress and sadness who had, had to work for everything he had 
And so there's like the opposite ends of the spectrum of like you grow with Naruto, you feel for him, you see him. And every time he gets stronger, you feel like a proud parent, even though I was like the same age as Naruto when Naruto was coming out. But you still like you always perceive him as that little child and you're just like, oh, you're like making your dreams come through of coming be Hokage. (laughs) It's very cute. But like Goku, it's just like, I don't know why you're here. Who cast you in this? Go home. Like, stop. I just remembered, You're, too. like, 40. <laughs> like, <laughs> Later you on, like you're 40. 40. No, we see him grow up. But I remember, too, wasn't there, like, a capsule of some kind that they can go in and train? And it was, like, for a day. But in the capsule, it was, like, a year. I'm not you remember that? You. I don't remember much about Dragon Ball. I don't either. I there was It definitely... wasn't one of my go-to animes. Not me, either. I, I watched it for the funsies and for also the blonde man screaming. So That's it was it. definitely, yeah. yeah it was Jada's sexual it. awakening. Yes, the blonde yeah. man with full of muscles just screaming in the air. Just screaming. Jada's and, out here hunting for cottage cheese looking man. <laughs> you know what? I came for that, but I stayed. I stayed for Frieza. When I saw him, I was like, that was it. It was it for me. It was love at first sight. Frieza, I think, even though Frieza, I guess, like, we don't know too much about him to, like, power scale him. Like, he had his, like, awakening forms, you know, like, a couple of times, which didn't seem the most legit. It was just, like, where are you pulling power from? And then you just randomly, like, oh, I'm tired in this form, so now I'm just going to, like, recycle all of that start new but be stronger it doesn't really make sense to me personally um i mean you're totally right he had like five different forms and he's just like if you think that's difficult this is even my final form where we're sitting here like how many do you have sir and at the end of the day he chose a tiny muscled bald man (laughs) and we're just like oh that's your final form yeah. Oh my God, he does look like an. <laughs> he's like a twunk. He's like a hunky twink. <laughs> and he's so small. But also, like Frieza's a great villain. Like I will not like crap on Frieza's ability of being a good villain. While mm-hmm. like their intentions are very just like cut and drive. Just like I want to kill things and like I'm a different race than you and I'm also an alien, but I want to like rule everything and kill your planet. Makes sense. I get it. Yeah, I can. I I mean, I could work with that. If he's like, join me, this is my plan. I'd be like, sure. Yeah, it's a pretty solid plan. Power scaling still off, though. Always. It's like, I don't understand how you can just and then like you throw in like Mecha Frieza and all mm-hmm. of that. And it just gets confusing. I think like I have an issue with like power scaling, especially as it relates to Dragon Ball Z, when if you like Google Goku, you will see 8,000 pictures of Goku looking completely different. And it'll be like, Goku, Super Saiyan V8 tomato form. And then it'll be like, him, Super Saiyan 1. And it'll be like, him fused with Vegeta. Then it'll be Goku, God Saiyan. Then it'll be Goku, Demi God Saiyan. And it just like, instead of making him randomly get new forms that come out of nowhere... Why don't we um make it make sense? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be fine with just one form, maybe even two. I'll let you have fun. 
I'll give you two forms. But then after that, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. That, like, that's all he does. And then once he, after he learns like four different forms, he, you barely see him fight in his regular, like human self. He's always just instantly transforming. And I'm like, his baseline is Super Saiyan 3. Yeah. Like, like he's that's walking where he around to. Goku. And then, mm-hmm. oh, there's a problem. Super Saiyan 3. It's like, you don't even have to go one, two, then three. You can just go three. Yep. That's that's where he jumps to. Yep. <laughs> so are there any other good examples, Jessica, that you can think of, of like characters with good power scaling and then characters with bad power scaling? So the only thing that I can think of when I think of power scaling is um, One Piece. Mm. <laughs> that's one of my go-tos um their powers come from fruits they might not always be equal to each other so obviously there's some sort of power difference in between those but they took something like rubber and made it very very difficult to deal with in Luffy. i think like one piece shows as much as like we haven't done the One Piece episode yet, guys, and you're not ready for it. Me and Jada uh-uh. are going to ruin One Piece and not necessarily talk shit, but just about how, like, that shit is a dead horse that needs to be buried and Don't cremated. Don't bury my one and only dream of seeing Luffy become a pirate king, okay? They could have done wait, it eight seasons ago. They're working the on it. <laughs> Why is it long? Yet? Many, many seasons, okay? Too many. They just came out with a movie, okay? Just oh what God, they the needed. Yeah. More content. It shows you where the One Piece is. What is One Piece? <laughs> it's like a peace sign, but with one finger. Fuck you. Ah, okay. Got it, <laughs> no. got it, got it, got it. But I do think, like, One Piece, it does a creative job of, like, I think when you're first introduced to Luffy, you're like, oh, you've, what is it, the gum gum fruit? Yeah. He has consumed the gum gum fruit and you're like, oh, he can like stretch. So Mm -hmm. he's just Mr. Fantastic. Like you don't like, yeah, you don't like perceive this as like, I don't understand how this man is going to be anything other than a rubber band. Mm -hmm. But then Mm -hmm. he like implements and the creators did a good job of adding like so many creative ways for him to use this and grow with it and make it his own that you're like, oh, like, no, this is like cool and like a really good power to have. They took something very mundane and made it to where every four-year-old was like, I want the gum gum fruit. Yeah, if I eat enough strawberries, will I be a gum gum fruit? And I'm just like, no, but keep eating strawberries, kids. So so we would say like One Piece is a good example of like good power scaling. On some occasions. Can you give an occasion that like a character maybe has piss poor power scaling? So like there was... um... There is this arc in Skypea where there was this quote unquote god and he had electricity as his power or lightning or whatever you want to call it. Ooh. And um he would like one shot kill everything. Oh. But when Luffy came around, him being rubber, he did nothing to him. But flip forward to like a different arc and you have Luffy going to battle a guy with some animal type devil fruit power and he gets his butt handed to him like straight up flat on the ground 
and then they leave him there quote unquote to die and then he comes back not even five episodes later and he's like hey i'm here to kick your butt again and he wins so it's not like he takes like a break in between and does any like training training or anything like that he just the willpower of friendship see (laughs) and i will say that that is also something and i get like where the whole like it's the power of love or like the power of friendship to like encourage people to like be stronger and all that and naruto does that too we see it so many times like many times like naruto should have been dead but yet he has like such strong will that it like keeps him alive all of that it's cute the first time it's likable the second time okay on the third by the fourth time you're like okay so you just have plot armor yes like, yeah that's like sure. i think like if we boil down what this like power of love power of morality ethics and all of this stuff is that heroes have it's plot armor like it's just solely and obviously like i'm not necessarily trying to like shit on plot armor because main characters kind of have to have plot armor because you need to have them around and you need to break mm-hmm. them so that you can rebuild them exactly it makes them more relatable yes. we've all been broken shattered pieces <laughs> and some of us still are and <laughs> <laughs> but like you know they have to have plot armor but it doesn't mean we necessarily have to agree with it we can agree with like the outcome that comes from it of like obviously luffy is the main character he has to stay alive naruto is the he's the namesake of the goddamn anime like (laughs) he has to be there so like give him plot armor a little bit to like keep him alive we get it and like the whole love thing like keeps him alive it's cute relatable all of that but it does get overdone and i think that's why there is such a bigger conversation going on right now about plot armor like if hello people who are old um if you're not on tiktok get on tiktok it's great but there are tons of i see it i'm sure jada sees it i know jessica sees it (laughs) anime content on tiktok and you can scroll down it for hours and hours and it is a ton of people talking about like the pros and cons of certain animes and one of the big conversations being had right now is plot armor you know yep and you know it's good to address i understand it and all of that but it does make sense in a lot of cases and I think the issue is that plot armor has gone to a point where the reason we're upset about it isn't because of characters like Luffy or because of characters like Naruto. It's because characters literally were like fucking dead. And yep. then they're just like, but look, they're alive. And you're like, okay, but how? And they're just like, doesn't matter. They're alive because they have to be here. And I'm just like, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to work it into the story it's just thrown in it's not adding substance it's not adding like give them a dream sequence or something like give them something after death of them having like a dream or like whatever a post-death vision is called that makes more sense than just like just kidding i'm alive and then everyone's like yeah you're alive and i'm like no one's talking about how he's fucking alive i watched him get (laughs) cut in half his heart was on the floor why is he here you're not invited to the cookout sir why are you here with your crusty ass potato salad and you're half the body 
yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't, like you were literally carved like a rotisserie chicken. And then, and then you the got skin. up and went, Bonk! <laughs> and I'm like, no, you were cut up, deep fried, like mauled to death. And you're just here again. And I think anime creators got away with it for so long because everyone was just so behind and in love with these main characters and these lovable characters that now they've become complacent and just being like, we can just throw them back in there. Like no one's going to question anything because they love them. Anime logic. Yep, yeah. That's what it's called. Anime logic with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tangented a little bit from the original. Uh, that's going to happen a few times. Yeah, of power scaling. But you guys got a kind of a two for one there. So we're going to spin again and see what we get. Does anyone else have anything they would like to say about power scaling? Um, use it correctly, please, and thank you. It can make something really fun or really boring. That's my only thing. I think me and Jessica co-sign. I co-sign. Beautiful. So this next one is one that we came up with together, and that being the idea that is also very popular right now in anime, that there are no new ideas. Mm -hmm. So, Jessica, I'm going to start with you. Do you have anything to say about the idea that there's no new ideas? I know I do. I know Jada does. So I want to hear from you first, if you have any. So when I think no new ideas, a lot of things pop into my head. One being we always see the scared little teenage kid suddenly getting some sort of power or ability and then they have to learn how to use it. Mm -hmm. That's like a constant thing that we see. It's a trope. Yeah, it is a very prominent trope, especially in like the shonen genre. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm still a sucker for it. I am still a sucker for nerdy little dweeb kid becoming hot buff powerful guy (laughs) (laughs) kind of like solo leveling i know it's not Mm -hmm. an anime but the manhwa for it it's good yeah and i i think in another example that uh, more people might know in like the anime sphere would be the time i got reincarnated as a slime i love that anime so much i know it's (laughs) like touch and go it's very popular but i've seen some people who don't like it because it like People say it started as a spoof anime, but then randomly became serious and they didn't enjoy that. And that's fine. You know, whatever you'd like. Same thing with One Punch Man. Uh, One Punch Man, <laughs> like, literally is a meme. And the fact that, like, it didn't just stay a meme is so weird to me. Exactly. Because, like, the, like, being One Punch Man, like, hello, how is that serious in any like stretch of the imagination? But it was entertaining to watch. For some of us. It was. The first season was great. I yeah. loved every second and of it. And everyone like was weirdly simping for Saitama, oh, the yeah. egg man. But yes. did you see him with his hair? No. You never saw with that his, episode? With no. his hair? With oh his hair, God. he is fine. He is, he is a fine, fine. man. So his eyes are dead to me. Like well, he looks, you need to look at him. He looks like an Easter egg that someone put googly eyes on. He said he worked out too much and his hair fell out. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> the most unrelatable problem I've ever heard of. Same. But uh, where were we? No new ideas. Yes. And you were saying, oh, the time I got reincarnated as a slime does that very well of like, 
I guess spoilers if you haven't seen literally the first fucking episode of the time I got reincarnated <laughs> as a slime. Uh, he's a nerdy, like pervy virgin guy who just like works his job, has his friends. Like literally this man could die and no one would have given a shit about him. That's kind of the, like what you get from the anime is that he doesn't provide substance to the world in a way. But he mm-hmm. did have a friend. He had two friends. One he had a friend and then a bipartisan friend because that friend was getting married to a girl. Yes. However, yes. the transitive was... property. <laughs> the transitive property. But he was sad he died. Yes, yes. And he did destroy his computer. He was a good friend. He was a good friend. Nice. But, you know, that anime does that of being like weird, you know, pervy virgin kid dies sadly and then comes back as a slime. And so at first you see it as like, oh, this is a meme. Like this guy comes back as a slime. Ha ha ha. And then he like becomes powerful. All this stuff happens. And so then you're like, oh, like he's living his best life, like really enjoying himself in this what you perceivably is a second life and like a second chance for him. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the thing that me and Jada were talking about is I don't think the issue anymore is that there's no new ideas. It's that people are using the fact that there's no new ideas to shit on things that are coming up and trying to be new or trying to add something new to a previously existing idea. Mm Because you can grow... You can take, I mean, come on, let's look at Naruto. Let's look at My Hero Academia. Like there are so many similarities between the two of those. But I guarantee you a lot of the people who watched and enjoyed Naruto are currently watching and enjoying My Hero Academia. I personally am not in that boat, but (laughs) I understand because like Todoroki is Gaara. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bakugo is Sasuke. Mm-hmm. And Deku is Naruto. A little bit more chipper. Slightly. Yeah. <laughs> and so With like a little bit less of a history. Yeah. He's not as like traumatized. Yeah. I mean still traumatized. <laughs> Just not as much. Yeah. It's not we're not the trauma police, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so like you can see similarities with anything. And while I do agree with the sentiment that there are technically no new ideas, the issue isn't necessarily the lack of ideas. The issue is that there's no new good ideas. Like I was talking to Jada and I said, yes, someone could make an anime about a bottle of Windex fighting the world, but no one's going to give a shit. Like that's bad. Unless the animation's really good. I mean, that's Jujutsu Kaisen right now. Yeah, everyone pretty much. Is, mm-hmm. Everyone is on their knees sucking Jujutsu Kaisen peen I am because of, of the animation alone. I am one of those people. And listen, no. Goju's eyes? Do you know how much money went into Goju's eyes? Whitewashing. <laughs> I don't care. They gave an Asian character blue eyes to make him appeal blue to eyes. white people. I don't care what they did. He is gorgeous. Listen. And so is, um, fuck, what's his name? The bird guy? Him too. Oh, the main character? (laughs) Yeah, Itadori. Itadori, yes. Um, Mm -hmm. But either way, like, you could make these animes that are technically new ideas, but they're not going to be good. So, again, the issue is just that people hate on animes because they're saying they're, quote, unoriginal, but yet those same people are continuing to watch the same animes with the same tropes over and over and over again. 
So it's just a matter of, I think, like perspective and self-awareness of being like, if you don't like something, just don't like it. Like, if it's just not for you, it's not like, I'm definitely like one of those people who I have my niche. I know what I like. I'll like venture out of it to a, a episode or two and then like go back to it. Like, I just am that type of person. And, but I'm not going to dislike something solely on the grounds that it's not a new idea. I'm going to dislike something because of multiple reasons or just maybe it isn't for me. Maybe I feel not invited to the party. Who knows? But I think not liking something solely because it's not a new idea is irrelevant at this point because you're not going to get a new idea that is as good as, I mean, anime started coming out here in America in like the 70s and 60s. And so you think decades and decades worth of anime, there isn't something that hasn't already had similarities to something else, then you need to reevaluate your, you know, perspective and your goals and your however way of thinking you do, because it doesn't make any (laughs) sense. Yeah, any anime that you watch, you'll find something that connects it to a different anime. Yeah. Something, whether it be the character's attitude, the art style, the lines that are delivered, Mm -hmm. anything. It'll Mm -hmm. somehow relate to each other. But again, not something that you should stop watching an anime for. Yeah. Like, there are tons of animes in this world that I have stopped watching after a couple (laughs) of episodes. Some of them, it's not that I stopped watching them because I didn't like them. It's just that I'm a busy person with a full-time job who doesn't always prioritize watching anime. I'm sorry. I know. We have an anime (laughs) podcast. Leave me alone. I have to make money. <laughs> or shame. Yeah. Shame. Not but, like any of us have a job. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes things just don't fit and just come up with, like, if you're going to dislike something, just give me a better reason. Like, don't just say like, oh, I don't like My Hero Academia because it's a copy of Naruto. It's like, okay, I could name you 7,000 animes that are like Naruto. And more importantly, I'm sure there are older anime fans out there who could name you tons of animes that were the Naruto before Naruto. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to think about things like that. If you dislike it, give me a good reason. Yep. Jada, do you have anything to add? I mean, you pretty much uh, touched every point. Um, I'll only say that when it comes to new ideas and I watched, I watch a lot of stuff. So I know the basic tropes. I know the basic genres of everything. My thing is the reason why I would go back to a trope or genre over and over again is because I like to see people change it in a new way, like add their own little spice to it. So if you're going to give me an anime, uh, a slice of life anime with another school, with another cool uniform and these teenagers have to go through life, you know, give me something that makes me come back to it. I don't mind watching it over and over and over again. I'm that type of person. So just have it be something that we can grab onto and actually appreciate it the way that you're making it. That's the only thing. I think the quote that the kids say is like, give us nothing queen, but it's like, give us one. (laughs) Like give us one thing that is like the standout of like, oh, I have in, 
it's not necessarily about creating a new idea. It's adding something new to an idea or just doing something that maybe is an idea that's been done, but not an idea that's been done to death. Right. You know, pick something. That's the biggest issue is just that the same ideas are recycled over and over and over again. And yes, we sit here and we still watch them. So we are a part of the problem. Hand to God, we are part of the problem. Can't deny. I get it. But, you know, for anime creators out there and people who are over the same ideas, try to find something that maybe has an idea you've seen before, but maybe you haven't seen it in a while or oh, this just isn't what I normally watch or what I've seen a lot of. And I think luckily right now with newer animes that were coming out, we're seeing a lot of changes with things. And obviously as technology advances, it gets better. But as well, we're seeing a lot of people adding new things to genres and adding more of a conversation to genres or grabbing things from the past and kind of making them their own. And that's good. And I hope that we like keep going in that direction. Right. Well, we have spun again. And this one, I'm going to hand the baton to Jada about. It is the supporting female protagonist. Uh, okay. Supporting female protagonist. You know when you watch an anime and you have a strapping no, no shut up <laughs> a, a strapping young man with this glorious power and the goal to save the world and with him is this dainty beautiful girl that probably is wearing a dress or a skirt and holding a oversized stick and all she does is follow him around, remind him about the power of friendship and love, and then heal his wounds. And that's it. And I hate that. Yeah, I think it, there's multiple layers to the issues with that. Um, I guess not diving like headfirst into the pool of feminism, but you know, it's, the slightest bit and me as a man I guess can't have too strong of a stance on it especially with two women currently here (laughs) but it does feel a little bit like it's hearkening back to like old America ideals of like women are in the kitchen and are here to help men and it harkens back to this idea that you know men were created first and women were created for men and all of that stuff so it does i think leave a bad taste in people's mouths when it's done so much because it feels like it's becoming the norm and you don't want something like that to be a norm when it feels somewhat degrading and somewhat offensive to have right like I don't, I, I'm all for, you know, stories that are in the line of the, your main character's male. That's fine. If he has supporting characters, you know, take your time to develop the characters because they are supposed to grow with your hero. So if one of your characters is female and her main thing is to only assist the hero, then she has no 
she has no death to her. She has no substance to her. She's just as good as a potion bottle that he pops the cork and drinks. Like that's really nothing. If you're going to make a whole human add and add it to someone's party, give them something that we can actually look at. And my thing is, it's okay for her to be quirky or just smart or just pretty, but don't have her in a role where literally they could be doing so much better without her. Like, don't make me be like, oh my God, here she is again, healing the gaping hole in his chest. Why is she here? There are medical stations literally over there. We don't want that. Like if she's gonna be part of the party, have her do something other than slap a bandaid on his forehead please and thank you yeah and i i don't want to be beating the dead horse of clearly showing the massive boner i have for naruto (laughs) but i'm going to in this instance of like we have characters like tsunade and sakura who are given what appears somewhat as a typecast of like the healer woman who necessarily can't hold her own but then what naruto did and what the creators did was turn that on its head and give them such a stereotypically masculine ability and like the super strength that we would normally see from like a buff male character but also still give them those healing prowesses and mm-hmm. they basically made it where these single characters were the main male and healer female all in one that we see a lot of and it was done so well and i think that naruto did a great job with that but this is still something that we see all the time of like here's our main character man and here's his quest that he's going on the whole story is based on this premise of his story right And she's here to tag along because she just likes him or because she agrees with his cause. All of it is deduced down to coming to him, whereas there's no path that she's following necessarily. There's no plot given to her other than her attachment to the male character. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Don't do that, please. Jay, uh, Jessica, do you have anything to add? So I agree that we do typically see a lot of female protagonists as unnecessary or mm-hmm. where they don't necessarily meet the criteria to be hand in hand with a person with a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I know that popped up into my head when we first started talking about this was (laughs) Jujutsu Kaisen Mm -hmm. and all their female characters in there and I think her name is Nobara Mm -hmm. um how she is actually not a healer at all she uses hammers and nails really coolly as well really coolly yeah i will admit that that's that's really she is like a lesbian's dream right there because she can nail you hard yes (laughs) wow extremely hard wow (laughs) not a lesbian can confirm but damn 
come on, girl. You got it going. Go with the nails. Yes, go with the nails. <laughs> and then you also got Maki, mm-hmm. the Swordmaster, wonderful lady. That is that is hell. Love mm. her so much. But you also get the people like, um, hate to throw my favorite anime under the bus, but like Nami mm-hmm. with her little weather stick that doesn't even work that well at the beginning. When you're Storm, but... <laughs> but the high V version of Storm. <laughs> <laughs> like she wasn't a tip, she wasn't a healer at all, but like she was used to as a distraction. She was fully like casted support role yeah. of like you're not gonna see her beating a man up. Mm-mm. You're gonna see nope. her on the ship doing something. With she she being, that's what she wanted to be. She's just in like robin yes robin with the arms well and like i think as well a similar idea that comes along with the lack of plot healer girl support to male protagonist is they kind of just become the and i hate this term the quote-unquote tits of the show fan service Mm -hmm. they become the like oh look i want a girl like that who will just support me on my journey and be there for me and support me and heal me and Mm -hmm. have big knockers and again i don't want to beat the dead horse of feminism here but um no (laughs) (laughs) like maybe get yourself the strong female who can wield a sword and can rival you in power and it's gonna support you in that way and help you grow instead of being the stereotype of the helpless girl who's just here to help her husbando. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I think we all agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's spin this bitch again. Are we having a good time? I'm kind of having a good time. Oh yeah, we're having a great time. I'm having a blast. He says with zero enthusiasm. There's so much enthusiasm in my voice, I can't contain it. We can tell someone had therapy today. (laughs) Can't deny that. Oh, okay. I'm giving the baton to me on this one. Again. Oh lord. So the thing I went to was the schoolgirl outfit. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and sit down for this one and I'm just gonna you go for it. I'm so, good. I already talked with this about Jada off, you know, off mic about it. And we agree on a lot of things. I'm sure Jessica will agree with me. And again, I'm gonna be beating the same feminism dead horse here of the schoolgirl uniform. Here's the thing. If this is a slice of life, if this is vampire night where it's set in a school and they have to wear uniforms, get it. If it's, what is that poker anime called? Kagu... Kagure or something. Kagure. Yeah. You guys know what yeah. I'm talking about. The, yeah, the yeah, creepy yeah. poker anime. That was on right, the right. for the longest time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they wear school girl uniforms because it's a school. The issue I have with it is that characters who are not perceived or shown to be in school at all are given schoolgirl uniforms because the schoolgirl girl uniform has been sexualized. My first example that I thought of is a Kame from a Kame Got Kill. 
I don't think a lot of people realize what she's wearing, mostly because they're only staring at her tits. Or her underwear. Or her underwear, or just for me, how badass she is, <laughs> personally. But she's in a schoolgirl uniform. She has a tie, she has a vest with a little button up underneath it and a skirt. Yeah, she has armor over it, blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> it's a schoolgirl uniform. We are never, this character is an assassin. We are never shown them in school. We are never given plot. This is not a slice of life anime. Nothing about the plot revolves around being in school, like nothing at all. So why on earth is she given the schoolgirl uniform? Well, I think the answer is quite obvious because it adds a sexual nature to her because at that point of a comic got kill coming out, we had already been beaten in the head with this narrative that girls wear cutesy schoolgirl uniforms because they're waifus and because it makes it easy for the animators to show their boobs and give you underskirt views. And I got a problem with that, not just because I'm gay, but because I'm gay and a feminist. <laughs> and yeah, it just, I'm so over it. First of all, like, if we're trying to make a character sexy, there are so many more more sexual and sexy things in this world than perceiving that this girl is 12 years old in a schoolgirl uniform. Ooh, I have an example. What is it, Jada? Bayonetta. Oh, I guess. I never thought about that. I mean, she's like literally seven foot tall, grown ass woman. That is the sexiest like creature I've ever seen in my life. And she has no skirt, no nothing. But the best thing is all like she was designed by a woman. She's supposed to be confident and sexy in herself. No schoolgirl uniform required. Yeah. And I think they're. Um, another example, again, an example we've used a ton before is Jujutsu Kaisen. They're in a school uniform. You're not seeing underneath the girls' skirts. Their uniforms, if I'm being honest, are not sexy at all. In fact, some of the women wear pants. They're pretty cool, though. I'd wear it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but but also, here's the thing. You would wear that one. Would you wear the cutesy little girl uniform of the button-up with the tiny, tiny skirt that's going to show your panties? Not in public. No. <laughs> not, in, not in public. <laughs> if it was like a kink type yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> we're not. And here's the thing. I'm not kink shaming if you want your girlfriend, boyfriend, they, them, lover to be in a schoolgirl uniform. Whatever gets you off. My issue with it comes from the fact that if you boil down the schoolgirl uniform, I'm just going to say it straight up. It's pedophilia. It is the sexualization of underaged women who are in these schoolgirl uniforms because the people who are wearing these uniforms are below the age of 18. And so a sexual nature has been given to them and then that uniform is then projected onto any character that they just want to add sexual quote-unquote substance to. And it makes zero sense and also like jada was saying with bayonetta if you want a character to be sexy just make them sexy like don't be subtle about it Mm -hmm. literally episodes ago i was talking about witchblade where she has a pizza slice over her nether regions and then (laughs) c's over the nipples 
they weren't trying to beat around the bush of making this character sexualized. And while the sexualization of women in an anime is an episode that is going to come that I am going to have these two lovely ladies talk about because it is an issue and a problem. Yep. Just commit, like, just go for it. Like, just commit. <laughs> like, if you want a character to be sexy, just literally, like, have their boobs out. Like, just go for it. And that's what Witchblade did. That's what Bayonetta did. We've seen so many animes do it. And just not pedophilia. Like, I don't think that's an unrealistic bar to set for people or to set for media. Is that do what you want. Just don't make it pedophilia. So there's this uh, anime that I watched before, not knowing what it was, because I like to venture out of my comfort zone occasionally. Unlike. Um, <laughs> however. I can, I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> however, I was not expecting what I got. And titties. I oh, so many titties. <laughs> like full titties or like schoolgirl titties? Like schoolgirl titties, but like the <sighs> double D, triple D type things. And then they're like bean skinny. Yeah, but they have a butt, but you can't tell it's a butt because they got a skirt on. But you but can tell you it's could... a butt because they could do an under uh, skirt shot. Uh huh. But no, in and this was high school D DXD or something like that. And, oh, I watched that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there was this one scene where this guy gets the rifle and wraps it around this chick and her boobs. He uses her boobs <laughs> yeah. as a holster. Yes, Jada showed me this. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the three of us can unanimously agree that this is the most ridiculous scene that we have seen in anime in a very long time yes <laughs> there are so many solid surfaces around for this man to rest his gun in i'm even gonna go as far as much as i hate the schoolgirl uniform we're gonna go past that for a second okay <laughs> we're gonna ignore the fact that she has a schoolgirl uniform on mm -hmm. he places his gun in between her breasts which I'm going to say are not that solid of a substance for you to be putting your gun on. No, and you can tell no. by the animations that they jiggle a lot. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just yeah, for yeah, him yeah, to yeah. shoot his gun for them to jiggle. Obviously, we all know this is a purposeful act done by the creators to add this sexiness of this girl's boobs jiggling while the, he's in the middle of a fight. But it wasn't needed. And did you see the follow-up shot? no where he shoots oh, it oh yeah and there's this girl and she like tries to dodge the bullet and it goes <gasps> in between uh -huh. her right i've between. seen that like, they like can, flop like you can tell gravity hey move this boob up while the other one goes down uh -huh. and simultaneously p.s that's not how gravity works and boobs don't move like that her titties fully like free willy jumped out of the water <laughs> yes. and dodged this bullet and it yes. makes zero sense first of all her tits looked like they had been pressed by a George Foreman grill. <laughs> boobs don't look like, well, a lot of people's boobs look like that. So I'm glad, you know, you know, boob representation. But like, come on. Come on. Yeah. And, One unfeasible anime logic. Uh-huh. But like, and like, here's the thing. If you know what you're doing, you're doing something like that on purpose as like a joke or like you're doing it obviously like stuff like that was obviously put in there to be sexual and we can look at it from an outside perspective as people the three of us not attracted to women well jade is questionable hey <laughs> but <I like> men 
She likes the blonde men, remember? The ones that you right. the blonde cottage yeah. cheese men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay. But like we can look at it and be like, oh, maybe they're like making a joke of this and like it's funny because of that. But we know that the three of us sitting here are not what is seen as the majority of anime viewers. The majority of anime viewers are seen as cis white men. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just a known fact. And I, I will confidently state it as a fact. So it was done in a way that is appealing to them. And then we can look at it and be like, is this supposed to be funny? Like, is this like them making fun of it? But then when you know what the majority of anime watchers are, you're like, no. Like, this is earnestly done to appeal to an audience thinking like, oh, there's a fight scene going on and then they added like sexy titties like this is great made this fight scene so much better and the three of us are like i just wanted to see them shoot guns i didn't need to see the titties in the underwear i just like ma'am there are tanks around i want to see the tank that tank looks really cool why am i seeing her titties cupid shuffle (laughs) i want to see you blow up that tank yeah and not with your fucking titties (laughs) you can't slam a tank with your titties man they're not that solid those women who slam cans they terrify me oh my god i saw this i saw this video and some lady took the her boobs and smashed a watermelon with them and i was like how the hell lady that lady went on america's got talent And That's I'm like, so this scary. isn't America's Got Talent. This is America has no pain tolerance. <laughs> oh my God, America's got strong boobies. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I think we have beaten that horse to death. It circled back to a lot of comments we made before. Stop the schoolgirl uniform. I will sign the petition. Link in the bio. Just kidding. There's no link in the bio. Okay. I will hand this one to Jada because I'm not as familiar with if Jessica is aware of what the big three is. But Jada, the topic is the new big three. So what we want to kind of answer with this is there's a opinion that there is no new big three. There's only the original big three. Jessica is shaking her head. She knows what I'm talking about. I do. Yep. 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 So there's the argument that there is no big new big three. And then there is the argument that there is a new big three, but then people argue amongst what this big three is. Now, me and Jada sat down. We did a lot of research. I have a source for this one, actually, that I want to credit when we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. But we have decided what we and with help from a source have decided the big three of the last few generations have been Mm -hmm. so with that jada what are Um, your thoughts do you think the new big three is real do you think it's valid what are kind of your opinions on it and then jessica you can add and follow yeah so First, to define the big three for me, the big three is uh, three core anime that have really set the tone for a lot more that trickle down from them. So from this source that we saw that there are a few different eras and generations um, that have come from three big anime and you kind of see like first 
the big three, how they all correlate together, because if you were watching one, you were watching the other. And two, how anime after them has kind of changed either through them or with them. So for example, one of them, I think it was called the legendary era. Um, And their big three was Dragon Ball, um, Sailor Moon, and I'm forgetting the third one. Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Yu Hakusho, which got a soft spot for Yu Yu Hakusho. Which since, since we're referencing the source, I'm going to give the source that I found this from now. It is from Cora, Cora, Cora.com. And the source is a person named one Zeus, one, one, one Zeus, one Zeus, uh, O N E S E U S. Uh, This was updated February 9th of 2020. So I'm giving credit to this person. They posted an image going over the big three of the different decades and the different generations and then we use that as a source of defining what our big three is so that is what jada is referring to with what the legendary generation big three is right so coming from that um in and having all of those animes that obviously we came after that, but most of my beginner, my basic animes came from Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, Yu Yu Hakusho. So everything that trickled down from them has given them the title of big three because now everything after them, it kind of pulls from that source. Um, the second one is what the old era, the old generation? Yes. So that one is Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece. Correct. Um, so for them, I still I would still count it as a big three because during that time, everyone was watching that. I mean, if you think about like fresh in your head, when Naruto came out, you had to be watching Bleach right next to him or One Piece because that is the error that happened and they were the most relatable. And then everything after that kind of trickled down. And then now we get to uh, what they called the mid generation, which was, oh, remind me of that I gotcha. So as well, I want to add that the big three that a lot of people refer to is the Shonen era big three. Um, If you don't know, Shonen is referring to the shonen jump were they like magazines is that a good way to refer to them yeah they were uh, manga inside of magazines yeah it was like a booklet my brother you would get them in the mail it would have the newest updates of the different manga in them it had things like rosario plus vampire it had bleach in it it had naruto in it so on and so forth Mm -hmm. and so that's what's most commonly referred to is specifically through the lens of the shonen genre which is geared more towards little boys Yes, it is. It is the like the action, you know, like palatable for younger people kind of animes, which no hate to them. Like I still I mean, come on, Naruto. I've talked about so many times. That's definitely a shonen. One Piece. Yep. One Piece. Bleach. I love Bleach. I'm the only one at this table who likes Bleach, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I just know Jada doesn't like Bleach. (laughs) I I don't. I'm sorry despite her liking her men bleached. <laughs> Moving on. They have a lot of bleached men. Yeah. But anyway, so 
uh, in this source that I referred to before, the middle generation big three, which there wasn't a lot describing what they mean by the middle generation. Like, I think we all understood what the legendary generation mean. They meant animes that were largely from the like 80s and 90s that really set in place what was going to happen for anime further down the line. And then the old generation is what pretty much followed quickly after within the next 10 years and were very popular shonen animes. In fact, the most popular shonen animes at the time. And then it moved to the middle generation, which I obviously is preceding the old generation, but it didn't really give like a timeline bracket with it so it's hard to kind of follow what they're referring to as a middle generation but it looks to be somewhere in between like the 2000 early 2000s to 2015 i would say yeah Yeah, i would say that's a good timeline for it um this is where we as the nerd night community and the leaders of the nerd night cult have decided to kind of stray from what was originally in the source. So the source put the middle generation big three as Full Metal Alchemist. I'm assuming Brotherhood, since Brotherhood was after the original Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. And better, yes. (laughs) And then Hunter x Hunter. And then Attack on Titan. Which is still going. Yes. So I think the issues we... Obviously, no hate to this person. You're entitled to all of your opinions in the world. I love and support you. Thank you for posting this. We use this as a source. Thank you very much. You're awesome. We personally find that these three are covering vastly different time frames. Like Full Metal Alchemist, I think, is in our wheelhouse of anime that was going on. Hunter x Hunter, while old and remaked, really only gained popularity until one of the newer generations of anime watchers. And then Attack on Titan, which is a currently running anime that is completely new and started like what, like five ish, four ish years ago? Yeah, pretty much. We're in 20, we're about to be in 2022. (laughs) I think it started in like 2017. Yeah, it's like fairly new though. And it's something that's still running, which is what really sets it apart from everything other than One Piece above it of like these animes came to a conclusive end, really. And so the timeline feels a little weird for those. So we, as the uh, sole speakers for the anime community, (laughs) (laughs) no, we simply as just two basic people with mics and recording a podcast decided to give our opinion of what, if there was going to be a middle generation, honestly, I feel like you could just delete the middle generation and be fine. Pretty much. Yeah. If there was going to be a middle generation and Jessica doesn't know this, so we can get her direct feedback from it of what we have decided. Mm -hmm. But me and Jada said that the middle generation of anime would be death note, black Butler and Tokyo Ghoul, because those were all coming out around the same time. They follow similar themes as well, which is something that we see a lot in what the big three are, is a similar theme that then is carried on by the predecessors. Mm -hmm. They all kind of have 
this like emo aesthetic that I think all of us were going through at a similar time watching these animes. Yep. And so that's what we have chosen to be the middle generation of the big three. So Jessica, how would you change things? I know like maybe you agree with us that a middle generation big three kind of doesn't make any sense. So my thought process, my thought process is this. So we have the legendary, the old, the middle, and the new generations. Mm-hmm. The legendary, I can understand. Fully. Because right. I was young when those came out, and it would make sense that and, those are legendary because I'm old. And they are legendary. <laughs> they are legendary. Yeah. Some of these are still coming out today, except for Yu Yu Hakusho. Dragon Ball yeah. freaking Z. Never yep, he's, he's still going. Us. And Sailor Moon just came out with a new movie. But here's yep. the thing. Sailor Moon ended and then came back. Dragon yes. Ball Z has never ended. Correct. And I think all of us will die <laughs> before Dragon <laughs> and One Piece. No, One yes. Piece is supposed to be ending soon. Took Those are lies. Up. Bleach is supposed to be coming back. I know. They're having the new... It was out in the manga, the new arc. If, if any of you guys are Bleach fans, um, the last arc, which of course was all of the... Aizen arc, the Hogyo, Hog, I can never say the Hogyoku uh, arc and all of that. Now they're going into the Blood War arc, which is you're going to see a lot more of the Quincy in it and a lot of the, and let me tell you, it gets freaking ridiculous. I have seen so much about the Blood War arc. It is crazy. The Quincy are insane people. <laughs> and so just get ready for it. It's going to be great. Okay. Um, but I understand the legendary generation, the old generation I understand as well, mm-hmm. because those are the ones that I really grew up on. Switch over to Adult Swim and you would see any of these. And if you're putting it through the filter of being like shown and based, scientifically, factually, you can't argue with the fact that those were the three most popular and best selling shonen ones. Yep. I think it's after that that it no longer is about shonen, And I think that's why people hold on to what the original big three is, because if you're categorizing it as being shonen, shonen jump while is still a company, I don't think they're making the shonen magazines or anything like that anymore like they did for us in the early 2000s. They have a um, app that you can get on your phone and get- I have um, the app, yeah. Me too, it's like a subscription for like $1.99. To watch un- or read unlimited mangas, which is great. I do it all the time. Um, but the middle generation, what we were talking about, you guys said the Death Note, Black Butler, and Tokyo Ghoul. Correct. Yep. Well, I would agree with you on Tokyo Ghoul and maybe Death Note. Thank you, because Tokyo Ghoul is amazing. It is. It is good. <laughs> I I don't really feel the Black Butler. Because I feel like that was like a niche one. (laughs) Jada's going to fight. She's going to cry. That's okay. You can fight me. That's fine. But the thing is, I feel like that was very like niche. Mm. I feel like um, Full Metal Alchemist was a more broader thing that came into light and honestly scarred the hell out of me at like age 14 when I woke up in the middle of the night and saw them trying to bring their mother back to life. I want to um, go back to my comment before I have Googled and according to 
uh, a source. It is by Viv's English. Um, the Shonen Jump ceased the physical printing of the Shonen Jumps uh, magazines years ago, so they are no longer a thing. However, they do have the app, of course, that you can still watch Shonens on. So I think the Shonen Jump magazine, when those were coming out, is what it's all based around. I don't think a ton of people, I don't know about the, sh- like the Shonen Jump app, its popularity. I find a lot of people on Funimation and Crunchyroll now more so. for animes and stuff. Yeah, and they also have the Shonens on there, of course. If you get really stuck on watching an anime, go to the Shonen Jump and read the manga. <laughs> This is true. They have a really, and it's not that expensive. Like mm-hmm. you can literally pay and basically have a whole manga for, you know, a couple of dollars. It's a dollar ninety nine a month. Yeah, that's it. And then you can just read them all. Read them all. And so it's definitely a good investment. Definitely do it. You'll get like the new chapters when they come out of the different shonens, but the golden age i believe is what it's referred to of the shonen jump magazines has ended and so it's moving more towards the app and all of that so that's what the original big three refers to Mm -hmm. is the print version of shonen jump yeah 